Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 Propane Grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. That's Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. Welcome back to King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, Season 3, Episode 5, Next of Shin. Next of Shin. (laughs) Such a pause there. Yeah. Yeah, Next of Shin. Uh, You know, anytime you hear the word Shin, who's involved? Uh, A short, Mm. potentially very... A a formerly tall man. Angry man. Yeah. Well, uh, do we want to get some housekeeping out of the way first? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we have the Waco Awards yeah. uh, that we need everybody to go vote for us for still. So oh, if shoot. everybody could vote I'm, for us on the Waco Awards. I'm going to go vote for us right now. Yeah. Uh, you could go to www.wacoawards.com slash voting slash podcast dash of dash the dash year or you can just go to wacoawards.com and scroll down to podcast of the year or you could do that and uh go vote for bois for podcast of the year yeah get us uh get us the win i've been Uh, posting about it pretty heavily on social media and uh yeah you guys have been uh shooting your votes out so i appreciate that respond to muche yeah been great good stuff good engagement and uh so everybody if you uh are just now finding us you could check out our last episode, uh, season three, episode four, pageant, pe- Peggy's pageant, or mm. pe- what was it called? Peggy's uh, pregnant pause. Yeah, preg- not Peggy, but pregnant, pageant pause. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. P-A-W-S. Yeah, so you could check that out. That's a pretty good episode. Somebody's gonna and, get uh, on to you on on uh, yeah, social for that. Well, yeah, somebody like got on guy. me. Yeah, somebody I got on that. me. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, 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 there was a guy that got on to me for social media for saying. Uh, you didn't say bugaboo. I didn't see. I didn't say bugabago. Bugabago. Pardon I me. I said now dead can come bug after me. van, <laughs> and I think in perpetuity we should call it the dead bug van just to. Annoy that guy. I love Dale's dead bug van. Yeah, I, I think that was a, uh, <laughs> I think that was a good, a good name for it. Hey, you know what? I will take any kind of engagement. I think it's uh, wonderful. Yeah, positive, negative, positive, negative. 
lukewarm, as long whatever as, you got. As long as you can handle the consequences of being embarrassed. So let's get started in this sucker. Uh, yeah. Season 3, Episode 5, Next of Shin. We start uh, at Arlen Auto Parts. Before the credits, no nothing. Uh, and uh, we see a baby crying and screaming, and uh, everybody's in line. Hank looks back at him and says, uh, that's a cute baby, I'll tell you what. Peggy says, yeah, we're trying to have a baby ourselves. He doesn't want anyone to know, so I'm only telling complete strangers, which seems like a good... <laughs> yeah, it seems like a good thing to do. <laughs> Hank, Hank tells the mother, I might be able to help you out there, may I? And this is something that people do that I don't understand. Ask to hold somebody else's baby. I think that's really just, weird. As someone who just recently had one, uh, we were at Thanksgiving, and the baby's like being passed around like yeah. a pack of cigarettes in prison. You know, yeah. and I'm just like... You could just see on the baby's face, like, dude, yeah. what the fuck? Like, when people well, just leave human. me alone. Yeah, it well, human, well, people forget so that weird. babies yeah. are still human beings. So, anyway, Hank offers to help out, and uh, the lady's a little bit hesitant. I mean, because it's a human being. Absolutely. Uh, Peggy says, oh, it's okay. He's the assistant manager of Strickland Propane. Because that, that's that, that. his responsibility. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great answer for everything for him. Yeah, I'm the so assistant manager of on Propane. The baby's crying, and, and Hank knows how to calm him down, starts blowing raspberries on his belly and stuff, and says, ah, there you go, little fella. And then he smells the diaper. So uh, the kid's got a load, and uh, Hank pulls off one of the tree air fresheners, sticks it in his diaper, and says, that new car smell, and hands it right back to the mother. Yeah. Fixed it right up. That's how you do it. Uh, we go straight into our credits. No bell, no yell. No bell, no yell. Oh, uh, uh, me and my sister were discussing that. We thought yeah. it was pretty funny. So she's supposedly in the works of going back and getting every mention of no bell, oh, no yeah. yell, and making a compilation of oh, the I no bell, that. no yell. Yeah. And then at the very beginning of the no bell, no yell, she's going to take that conversation that you and I had yeah. about her her favorite part being the no bell, no yell. So she's going to stick that at the very beginning and then it's going to run through every no bell, no yell so far That's that wonderful, we've done. man. I love that. No yeah. bell, no yell. I no thought that bell, was great. No <clears throat> so uh, we start at the Hill House. Uh, we see the outside of the Hill House and something that doesn't normally happen, Bobby rides by on his bike. Yeah. Which no interaction, no nothing. Just there goes a passing yeah, Bobby. Yeah, just, just riding. Um, Peggy says, uh, Phil cup to line and she's, she's in the bathroom. Uh, taking a pregnancy test. Yeah. A personal pregnancy test. It's which only is Peggy odd. in there. Yep. Which is odd because they are, you know, like, how old are they? You know, yeah. I'm I'm thinking 40s. Oh, yeah, they got to be. What 40-year-old yeah. man and woman are? Well, we're about to find out. So yeah. um, Peggy Peggy looks at it. She sighs. I don't know anybody that old no. ever in my life that's attempted. Like, you might have a 40-year-old man with a 25-year-old girl trying to have a kid or something yeah, like that. But you sure. never see a 40-year-old woman attempting to try to have a kid at 40-something years old. You'll be like Jennifer Anderson trying to have a baby now. Weekly World News, maybe. You see that every once in a while. Yeah, pregnant with Bat Boy. I was a big fan of Bat Boy. So uh, Peggy uh, looks at it longingly and says, oops, negative. Um, she's looking at that strip of the test. Uh, yeah. And then she takes, she says, uh, that's 12 in a row, Hank. She puts the, uh, the, the test strip in the Family Memories album, uh, which I thought was a little... That's that's a little odd, but hey, whatever. Uh, Hank says, "Oh, he's just gonna poke and prod." And oh, she says, "She says I think it's time to go see a fertility specialist." He says, "I think the guy's just gonna poke and prod my naked nether regions." <laughs> and he said, "No, thank you." 
Uh, next thing we see is over at the Gribble house and, uh, Nancy and Peggy are talking about, uh, Peggy trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, this is in Nancy's kitchen. Peggy's like, even if I do get Hank to see the doctor, he refuses to take his pants off, which I don't know how you're supposed to get anything done. I I don't know. I have to take my pants off in the waiting room when I go to the doctor at my age. Well, I... I leave my pants at home when I go to the doctor. Sure, sure. <laughs> I just wear those paper ones. They yeah, gave wear me the that paper one time. pants. Uh, so they're that drinking. That would be hell. Imagine paper pants in a rainstorm. Yeah. You'd end up with paper mache pants. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah that was Potentially. Good, that was good. <laughs> yeah. So they're both sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee, and she <laughs> tells her that uh, even if he does go see the doctor, he won't take his pants off. She's, oh, uh, she goes, you don't take your, your pants off at the doctor anymore, Suge, or your clothes off at the doctor anymore. Anything they need to see, they do it with a new machine called an MRI. Yeah. A new machine called a an MRI. A new machine. I'm thinking it's MRIs. MRIs have been around forever. No, not really. I, I didn't really do research on MRIs. And actually, Artie, I'm going to be Artie. completely honest with our audience and with you. Yeah. I watched the wrong episode this week. Did you really? I really did. I watched <laughs> when he said, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we've got nine angry men. I watched <laughs> nine angry men thinking it was the episode that we had to watch for oh, today. No. And I watched it 40 times this week. Watched oh, nine goodness. angry men. You're so. going to be ready to go. Yeah. So no. Uh, yeah. No. So an MRI. uh yeah, no, I know what it is, sure. but uh, you don't you have to drink like the uh, magnetic? No, not on the MRI. No, that'd be uh, that'd be a uh, whatever Liquid. the thing is on the inside. MRI just sticks you in the tube, and it goes boom, boom. Yeah, boom, with magnets. Rah, rah. Yeah, do you yeah, have to yeah, drink yeah. a liquid nah, to go you inside of it? Oh, okay. Now, no, no. Uh, I've had like fourteen MRIs in the last year. Uh, and so Peggy uh, says, mm, "Are you sure they can uh, they can use it to look at Hank?" They use it for everything. Heck, it's the same technology we use down at the station to predict the weather. That's not true at all. That is not correct. Uh, Peggy says, I thought you used the Doppler radar. She goes, oh, Shug, it's the same thing. No, it's not, Nancy. That is not the same thing at no, all. No, it's not the same <laughs> Those thing. Are not the Definitely same not thing. the same thing at all. Doppler versus MRI. Uh, we are back at the Hill House and Hank. Well, you know, uh, there's a funny story about Doppler in the city yeah. that we live in. So in 1953, there was a big tornado. Everybody knows it's from Waco. Okay. Tore through Waco. Uh, there was Bryan College Station. I was out of town. That day. You was out of town that day. Yeah. yeah. And your dad's nutsack somewhere working. <laughs> but, uh, so, Thanks. uh, <laughs> so, uh, Bryan College Station actually had the only Doppler in the area at that yeah. time. And, uh. They had seen the storm, but there was uh-huh. no early warning systems. Sure. There's no way there was no way for them to communicate. No waffle house. And, you know, there's no waffle house. Right. Was there a waffle house in 1953? No, uh, there's never been a waffle. Did they house even there. have the uh, horns that go off anymore? At that time? I don't know. I don't know if they did or not here. I mean, oh I, no, I'm they didn't have that. They didn't have those early warning I'm systems in 1953. Some places had horns. You know, but no, not, nobody had not certainly then, not, here. not in 1953. Nobody really? had anything like that. Those warning systems weren't put in place. Didn't until, you have to warn somebody if communists came to town? Uh, that's the only thing. You, yeah, if you look for the color red, anything with the color red so was there was bad. no auditory warning. Just, yeah, there was just, no auditory. There was just a. So, there was just a. Hey, there's a tornado over there. Y'all run. Hey, yeah. there's a communist over there. Run. Got, yeah. You feel that wind to your right? Go in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there's another bad thing about that storm too. Is it was a lot of rain. Cow and goes and over your head. Rain wrapped the other way. And uh, fun fact, since me and you both have a connection to San Angelo, that same storm started in San Angelo, and there was a famous tornado in 1953 on the same day that hit hit San Angelo. So that same storm hit San Angelo and Waco on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. This is very interesting to our fans in Michigan. 
Yeah, <laughs> the great state of Michigan. <laughs> oh, Jeff, for, for your Michigan Michiganites, Texas is one of the only states, uh, probably probably not one of the only states, but it has no natural lakes, and y'all have one of the largest natural lakes. So Wait, Texas go. has no natural lakes? We have zero natural lakes. We have springs and rivers and really, uh, you know, tributaries. I, that is and something creeks, I did not know. But we have no lakes. Tributaries. Yeah, a lot of which tributaries. a tributary is. Uh, uh, whenever you burn so they would a give lamb, to the people in the uh, Hunger Games, right? Well, no, it's whenever you burn a lamb. Oh, on the when altar. you burn a lamb on it's the a altar, it's a tributary to God. <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, so we're back at the Hill House, and Hank is washing Lady Bird in the bathtub. Um, Peggy is explaining to him what an MRI machine is. She says it's an MRI machine. You get to keep your pants on. I said, dang it, Peggy, how could you tell Nancy we're trying to get pregnant? We agreed we wouldn't tell anyone, including family. And he puts his hands over Lady Bird's ears, but way too late. If Lady Bird could hear and understand the English language, it would be too late. Uh, Peggy says, Hank, I've been sitting on these eggs for 40 years, and they are ready to hatch. She got some hatchlings. <laughs> so we are at the Fertility Associates, uh, and... Uh, these are the fertility doctors that he didn't want to go see, but yeah, he, no, he doesn't to want to do anything that has, see, that's a funny, I like that they followed this episode up, uh, or follow up the, the, the dog episode yeah, the with this one, one yeah. because the, he spends all that trouble. This has definitely got some continuity to it. Yeah. yeah. The, well, I like the continuity cause it's, it's funny cause they do it ass backwards with instead them. of it being Peggy that he spends all the time on in the first episode, yeah. it's the dog. And then he doesn't, you know, in this episode, he doesn't pay well, there's Peggy continuity any mind two ways it. here. It's with them and it's with Dale. Dale has continuity in this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His weird little Dale stuff. So uh, they're at the Fertility Associates, and uh, that association is Dr. James Benton, Dr. Lawrence Rogers, and Dr. Rajav Buddha. I can't say that last name. I don't know how to say that last name. Budamanger. 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 I know they say it at one point in the show, but I have no clue how they said it. So uh, they're sitting in the doctor's office with Dr. Rajov, and uh, Peggy says, we were hoping that the advances in medicine might help us overcome the difficulties caused by Hank's urethra. <laughs> yes, he whispers Just it. a whisper every time. <laughs> Hank says, and that these advances would mean uh, you not looking down there, but wanting to look in his pants. Uh, the doctor says, it won't be necessary, Mr. Hill, but I do have to measure your sperm count. That means we'll need a sample. Hank I don't understand how Hank has gotten to the age he's at and doesn't understand what the guy is saying as far as a sample goes. Yeah, I don't either. He's had a baby. Yeah, he's definitely he's had, had a kid. sex with his wife. He, well, we hope so. Oh, we, <laughs> we're pretty sure he has. Well, I mean, unless he used a turkey baster <laughs> well, to fill unless her it's up. Bills. You know what I mean? Uh, unless it's bills. And he says, uh-huh, huh. Now, is that something you do with a local anesthetic or you have to put me under? I can't <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know. Doctor says, oh, no, Mrs. Hill, perhaps you could explain to your husband. And she has to uh, whisper into his ear. He said, oh, oh, okay. And then the next thing we see uh, is, I- I'm assuming, the privacy room where Hank has gone into. The door is oh, closed. Oh, go rub one out. Yeah, to give him a sample. The, the doctor is ready to go. He's got on his trench coat, and his trench coat sounds bad in this, in this competition. Yeah, it does. But, uh, he's got on his coat. He's got his, his uh, uh, briefcase with him, and he's uh, uh, knocking on the door, and he says, busy, busy, occupied, occupied. He sounds so frightened that that door is going to open. Um, 
They're talking through the door, and he says, it's Dr. Bujabana, Mr. Hill, perhaps you'd be more comfortable trying this at home. He's, no oh, offense. No, 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 no. Yeah, no offense. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm blah, 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 blah. No offense. Well, yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. Dr. Yeah. Uh, Naja, not going to work here anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, uh, office space callback. Uh, he says, would you be more comfortable trying this at home? He says, no. He said, would you like a magazine? Okay. Do you have popular mechanics? <laughs> And he said, uh, he said, Mrs. Hill, what, what exactly did you tell him? Uh, we're back at the Arlen Medical Plaza, I'm assuming, after he... We have to assume that Hank completed the deed. Do we have he, to? We do, because he, sh- he shot in a cup, and now the doctor is going over his, his load. So, so we have to assume that he went in there and jacked off to a weed eater in Popular Mechanics? I, or I'm assuming that maybe a mower got him over the hill. Or well, Popular Mechanics had a... I mean, it's not just like... I mean, Popular Mechanics a was... science. A, it's like a science magazine. Yeah. So... Maybe Hank's really, really in love with the space race. Uh, I don't know. It's... That's kind of odd. Maybe there's a new the space two-way race. Wrench. Was he was racing? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. he was racing to fill space in that cup. <laughs> so the next day, I'm assuming, or whenever the appointment is, uh, we're back at the Arlen Medical Plaza, and the doctor is explaining to him, "Well, Mr. Hill, I've got the results of your sperm count back from the lab." Peggy's like, "Come on, come on!" Like she's she's uh, uh, waiting for Snake Eyes to roll in. She said, "Big number, think big number, think big number," and uh, the doctor says, uh, "The sample you produced shows a count of eight million. She goes, "Oh." And Hank's like, well, you hear that, Peggy? Eight million. Must have taken him a long time to count it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's the thing is, is when you hear millions, you're thinking, oh, this is a great, large, big quantity of number. And then you find out, you know. Doctor says, of course, the average man has a count of 100 million. Yeah, average man has a count of a a lot more than, that's not even a, a tenth. No. Of the average man's yeah, load. Not even a tenth. Not even a tenth. I, I don't know if it was from lack of trying or uh, narrow urethra issues or... It uh, could be his diet of... You, you have to have a well-balanced diet. diet. Yeah. yeah, you have to have yeah. a well-balanced diet. So the lack of fruit and stuff in his diet probably doesn't help. I think it's the lack of fruit. I think if he'd eat a mango be. every once in a while, he'd be fine. Uh, maybe I mean, <laughs> fruit Peggy. is not bad for you. No, I mean, no, 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 red no. meat's Fruit's not necessarily like yeah. terrible either. It's just not yeah. good, and uh, you can't eat it every meal. Sure, that's what you say. Uh, so uh, Peggy, <laughs> Peggy, cardiologists <laughs> I think say the same thing. Peggy, kind of, kind of comforting Hank. She goes, "Now, Hank, honey, just because you scored eight million on your sperm test does not mean your sperm <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, that killed does me. Not, eight million <laughs> on your sperm test does yeah. not mean you did not give one hundred and ten million percent. I give you an A for effort." God damn. <laughs> the doctor says, "Mr. Hill, research shows that." Uh, uh, heat lowers fertility. One way to increase the number of healthy sperm is to lower the temperature. Uh, Hank's like, in the house? He goes, uh, in your pants. So. He has to wear some culottes. The next thing we see, we got all the guys in the alley. Yep. Uh, and here comes Hank in shorts. Pulls up in shorts. Yeah, it's, that's different for Hank. Pulls Hank's up not in a, shorts, a leggy man. But I also want to say that Hank has uh, has his shirt tucked into his shorts, so that's good. He's He's all ready for a... My dad does that. Does he? My dad tucks his shirt into. It doesn't matter 
what he's wearing. If he's wearing his pajama pants and he's walking around the house, his shirt is tucked into his pajama I pants. Never understood it. Yeah, the idea of wearing shorts phenomenon. is I want to be comfortable. Yeah, the idea of tucking things in sucks too. Like I hate tucking it. Like <laughs> tucking the shirt in for any like formal anything. I just yeah. hate having a tucked in shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I, don't I like can tell it. you some tuck in stories. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can tell you some stories of being yelled at in churches. Like, I remember there was a, a elderly guy, he's a War II vet, Air Force guy, and uh, I would go in, and, you know, I'd wear a button-up or something, and, and I'd have yeah. a baseball cap on, and it sure. was always right. smack your baseball cap off your head, you know, not even talk to you. It's just that generation where they feel like they could, like... Oh, you're in church, man. Take well, it off. well, not only Come that, on. they just feel like they could hit anybody's kids that's Salute not theirs. Salute the flag. Like, well, it's just a, a, they come from a generation where you could slap strangers' kids. That's true. You know, so they're like, slap the hat off your head. And they're like, tuck your shirt in. And I'm like, and what a better world dude, who in was. the hell are you? Yeah, what a better world it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, who the so, hell are you to tell me what to do? So all You're not four, my dad. All four of them are out there. And this uh, is my hat. That's what Joseph <laughs> said. The nuts. I don't know dad. you. This is my hat. Uh, so uh, they're all out there. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, Hank sh- in shorts with his shirt tucked in. Bill says, oh, all right, Hank, maybe nobody else is going to say anything. If we were supposed to wear shorts today, I would have appreciated the courtesy of a phone call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, Bill, Bill likes shorts. Yeah. And then uh, you hear Hank. He says, uh, uh, all right, I, I didn't mean to upset you. I just found out that uh, my jeans are in the wash. Uh, now, who's ready? And he, uh, he sits down in the damn cooler. Which, yeah, how does he think that nobody's going to question him on sitting in the ice in the cooler? Well, I guess the, I don't know if you have somebody. If I was hanging out with the, you know, if, if I'm standing in a group of yeah. middle aged men yeah. that like red meat and, and you beer, do the same thing every day, and barbecue, and you do the same thing every in the day, same way. And, and and you have the same diet and everything, you know, horrible diet. I would think that you're sitting there to to cool a hemorrhoid. Yeah, I would think there's something weird going on. Especially I don't, with a group of middle-aged exactly men. If you sat down to that, you know, I, w- I would start, hey, man, you, you know, Preparation H does wonders, you know. A lot I better, just, you know, get you a suppository sitting on ice cubes. I mean, I know it's relief, but you well, got to get it fixed. Bill says, you know, I'm feeling kind of overheated myself, and he sits in the cooler, yeah. which once uh, once Bill has sat in the cooler, I'm done with that ice. Once Bill has sat in the cooler next to me, I'm, I, I'm, I might even be done with the beer in that ice. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I, I can't imagine what it does to the cans. The amoebas and microbes. I can't imagine what it does to the cooler. Pond scum. So, uh, Bill's sitting in the cooler. He asks Hank to scoot over. And then Dale says, just so you know, I'm willing to drink beer, you said, and just not willing to reach for it. Which is a great joke. That's a that's good, a good yeah, one. That's yeah, a really that's a really good, good one. And it's a good one for from from Dale too. You don't really get uh, no too not, many intelligent like jokes that. like that. Yeah. So uh, we're we're now at Strickland uh, Propane, and Hank uh, has his shorts on at work, which is yeah, he's at work. Super friggin' weird, and he's got a fan blowing right on his crotch just to keep his swimmers cool. You know, uh, and uh, here comes uh, here comes Buck. What you doing in a wind tunnel, Hank? You got the prickly heats? <laughs> Hank says, no, sir. Just drying the ink on all these sales orders I wrote this morning. Just trying to be light, son. I, I saw the insurance forms on your weenie doctor. <laughs> your weenie That's doctor. Funny. And he says, uh, uh, those forms are supposed to be confidential. And uh, he, he hits him back with, and employees are supposed to wear pants, but I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> employees are supposed to wear pants, but I won't tell if you don't. 
Uh, so now we're at Earl's Guitars, uh, yep. which we go to a lot in this in this yeah, series. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't realize that Hank was. This implies that Hank plays his guitar way more than Quite you can assume. Yeah. yeah, that like him going into these music stores as often as he does implies that he plays his guitar. Yeah. Well, I think regularly. He likes, I think he likes Earl too. I'm I'm a campfire guitarist, and I change my strings maybe once a year. So I mean, you probably I probably should change them way more than that. But the fact that Hank's at this uh, at this guitar shop so often. So you're at a campfire plays, once a year. Uh, I'm not at a campfire once a year, but I play guitar with like three chords, uh, reminiscent of somebody who's sitting next to a campfire. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's the way that's the term that's the term that's the uh uh the the, the journeyman term for like you know guitar you, journeyman. I, I started yeah guitar journeyman. I started sure. playing in high school and never progressed past like three chords. Gotcha. So every now and again, I'll just pick it up and play three chords and set it down. So we're at Earl's and Hank says, uh, "Thanks for the tune up, Earl." So uh, uh, how you fix for propane? He goes, "Oh, I'm good. I'm good." Uh, say, why just, would you need propane in a <laughs> he's always guitar trying to sell shop, propane? Yeah. I don't know. He says, say, I wanted to ask you, Hank, uh, let's see. How should I put this? You ever heard the song Peaches? Okay, do you know the song Peaches, Mason? Do you know the song Peaches? I don't even know who sings it. Presidents of the United States of America is the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, song. that's a, Artie, Artie did tell me that. Yeah, great that song. is in my notes from yep. Artie. Uh, and so uh, he, says, uh, he says, well, let's see. I might be able to fake my way through it. And he thinks he's asking him if he can play it. Uh, he starts to strum, and he says, going to the country, going to eat a lot of peaches. Yeah. He said, no, no, that's not the reason I asked. I was thinking of a way to get your count up. Oh, God, says Hank. Oh, my God. Was Bug Strickland in here? And uh, Earl says, no, but the gal who cuts his hair was. Truth be told, <laughs> Hank, my count used to be $9 million, almost as low as yours, almost as low as yours. <laughs> uh, but the thing that worked for me was peaches. Soak yourself in peaches three times a day. Yeah. Day. He says, he says, well. <laughs> I thought that was going to say a week, but no, he said three times a day. Three times a day. I can't imagine how many peaches you go through in, if you're soaking your ass in peaches three times a day. Also, what good was know. soaking your body? I, I don't think it does anything for you. I was, if anything, I assume eating them would do or something. Or well, I would it. think eat it, eat the peaches, maybe take the uh, take the pit and put it in your underwear or something. Maybe yeah, walk around know. with peach pits in really your underwear. Really odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really odd. Be very impressive, though, uh, to people if you had all those lumps. Uh, so uh, now we're um, uh, outside the master bathroom, and Hank is just pacing back and forth because you're assuming that Peggy is is taking another taking another uh, pregnancy test. Uh, she comes out, and he goes, well, what did the test say? She says, well, we won't know for another 20 seconds, but no matter what result, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's, a yeah, rough don't blame way to, you. it's a rough way to say it. That is a rough way to say it. She says, sperm counts are dropping all over the world, and I don't blame you for that either. What the hell would he have to do with any of that? You know, that reminds <laughs> me of, uh, again, I just finished uh, the most recent season of Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And that's what it always makes me think of, because that was that whole show is oh, about. Oh, sure. Yeah. Is about, for like, the entire premise of the show is. Handmaid's Tale is a rough show. It's a really rough show. And then, like, you, like the, like, it, well, I don't. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So at the the very last episode, I don't know if you watch it or not. I have not watched this season. Oh uh, well, spoiler alert! Sorry. Okay, uh, go ahead. I'll forget about it. By yeah, you'll forget about here. it. That's good. So uh, you find out that the whole premise of this they're whole, all sitting in peaches. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're all sitting in peaches. <laughs> well, not boils down that the whole premise of everything and the reason why they create Gilead and all this was yeah. 
one guy had a solution for fertility, yeah. but he attached his solution to uh, what he considered the wrong group at, yeah. in hindsight, which is, was the religious right sure. fanatics. Yeah. And, uh, he would, like that's his greatest we regret seemed, was that. We so seem to be a little headed down that way right yeah, now too. Yeah, it was a it was a great show though. So she says, Hank, we both work very hard, and I can feel we're getting closer, honey. It's within our grasp. Uh, she's really she gives him a really heartfelt uh, yeah she heartfelt does speech. She really does. Uh, the timer goes off, and Hank says that's twenty seconds. Uh, negative. They both see the test, and it's negative again. Uh, then we hear the doorbell ring. Uh, Hank walks to the front door, uh, sees nothing. And then looks down, and there's Cotton. There he is. There's little Cotton. He says, Dad, what are you doing here? You don't talk to Buck Strickland's hairstylist, too, did you? Nah, not in two years. Thought I'd drop by for a surprise visit. Hey, Hank's wife, Cotton. So uh, it, there is there is not a time that I can think of that he's ever called her Peggy, right? Mm, that doesn't happen, Hank's right? Wife. Uh, it's always Hank's wife. Does he call her? uh, He might call her Peggy whenever they have their weird episode where they kind of connect. Get to be friends. But I'm not like like again. I'm not sure. So he's standing there and uh, he says, "Didi woman, hurry up with my bags." And here comes Didi, pregnant as crap. I mean, she is. She's very very big, Uh, and she's got both suitcases. And he says, "She ain't fat. I got her knocked up." (laughs) <laughs> Guts are knocked up. Guts are knocked up. So, uh, Cotton has impregnated Dee Dee, and I think that's a good time for us to impregnate the show with some commercials. So, Boom. we'll take a Boom. break. You got snow shins, like I got snow shins. Get yourself some shin jelly. It's good when you got snow shins. Shin jelly, available at Megalomart and other fine retail stores. Yeah, what's up? It smells terrible in here. Yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> someone someone cut something in How here. How do we fix that? Well, uh, you could go to St. Angeles uh, and, and buy a candle. It's uh, st-angeles.com slash candles. St. Uh, Angeles. We're burning uh, Republic in Ooh, here today. Republic. Uh, which means Republic. Okay. I believe in got French. That from, got that from context well, it is, clues. It is a, sure. yeah. a manly scent. You know, it's a very cedar. I smell cedary, some coconut. Uh, shea and coconut. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like cedar and musky smell. Musky. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a I would think cotton, beautiful scent. cotton smells a lot like musk. I don't very think musky little would, man. I don't think he would smell as good as this candle. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I think, I think these candles smell terrific, but uh, I, I bet cotton would be very musky. Musty, musty, got musty. it. Sure, and that's not a scent probably offered by Saint smell, Angel. Yeah, it probably smells like stale piss. So if you have someone <laughs> in your life that uh, emanates the smell of stale piss, sure, Republic is Republique. a definite smell that'll kill any stink in a room. It is a sure. beautiful, beautiful scent too. Though I really, really enjoy this one. This is one of my favorite scents. It is so very far good. that I've gotten to experience. The yeah. Tropez was good. The florals were great with the tropez, yeah. the beach floral, the sand, yeah. the salt, the sea. But, sure. uh, you know, this right here is, you know, it's 
it's it's like walking in walking through like a you know a fall neighborhood like a family neighborhood you're just strolling through some you know hip part of town somewhere you know sure and everybody's you know, eating an almond joy almond joy what it smells like no it smells great it does I like smell it. great i like it i love cedar so, i like wood wood scents like wood based scents tell them one more time where they can get these wonderful wonderful smelling good candles you can go to saint com slash candles and don't forget to use the code k-o-t-h-20 for a discount on all candles remember it's the fire that makes them melt Boah. All right, we are back, and we are at the Hill House uh, at the kitchen dinner table. Fully impregnated kitchen table. Fully impregnated kitchen table, fully impregnated Dee Dee, uh, unfully impregnated Peggy. Uh, and we see that uh, Cotton is talking about sex, uh, which is always rough. Uh, he says, you know, yeah, I was using four layers of protection, and my men still got through. Yeah, you know, I, uh, somehow I don't believe that Four he layers. used any kind of protection. Well, that's what they say. They say it's only good to use the one that you intended to use because if you use more than one, they'll the friction causes the the one underneath the one to break. So you end up with like two or three broken condoms instead of you don't have a layer of four. <laughs> you you, you lose all layers. Yeah, you lose all layers of protection. Hank uh, Hank says, "Please, Dad, there's a child present," uh, and. Uh, uh, he responds with, Oh, she's my wife, Hank. She was there when it happened. I, I don't understand the, the, the fact that he's okay with calling his bride a child. Yeah. I'm not really, uh, oh, oof. of course he also says, ain't that right? Baby cakes. Yeah. That's just, uh, what you got Mason? Well, nah, I, I got nothing. To say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't have it much to gross. say on yeah, that it one. Is, it is super gross. Cause I forget. Pe- Didi's the same age as Hank, right? Or they went to kindergarten yeah, they went together. To kindergarten together, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. odd that they went to kindergarten together. Super weird. She just says, "Um, if you say so, Cotton." And so <laughs> Peggy responds, "Well, oh my, this is uh, such exciting news. I am very excited uh, now. You know, at your age, Cotton, having a child will be such a blessing. If it's a boy, if it's a boy." <laughs> uh, so he says, uh, "It's not often that a man of uh, seventy-five fathers a child." He says, "I mean, when a boy is eighteen, he goes, I'll be dead. I'll be dead. <laughs> Pass the beans. <laughs> Pass the beans. Yeah, my sources tell me that's Hank's problem." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are at the uh, alley, and uh, the three of them are spying over the fence. Yep, that's just the three of them because Hank's inside with with uh, Hank's inside. Yeah. Uh, and Dale says, my sources tell me that Hank's the problem. It's very hush-hush. Even his, his own, own daddy, daddy don't, don't know. know. Boomhauer. Yo, man, don't even know what you're talking about. They're going to hear from me, man. I mean, those dang old reliable source, man. Dr. Robert, brother, man, See? talking about them dang old chilly-willy, man. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. No offense. No offense. Uh, Hank and Cotton show up, and uh, Cotton says, good God, have you gotten fatter, fatty? Bill says, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> sir, That's yes, terrible. sir. Dale. Colonel, let me be the first to congratulate you on the impregnation of Hank's stepmother. <laughs> he said, bingo. Bill says, just think, Hank. If your doctor helps you and Peggy get pregnant, your baby and Cotton's baby can play together. Damn it, Bill, says Hank. Uh, so, Dad, you must be pretty happy about uh, them executing that woman in Huntsville. Trying to change the trying to change the subject real fast. Uh, talking about a uh, an inmate who's been executed, which is the best way to do it. Yeah. Cotton says, Hank, has you been having trouble baby making? He says, no, 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 no. 
Is it because of that skinny pipe in your thingy? He says, we're, skinny pipe. we're not having any trouble. Uh, these things take time. I ain't got no Nerey He gets that from his mother. Uredi. Yeah, Nerey He says, hi, mine's so damn wide I could pass the child myself if I had to. That's Dale, so disgusting. Dale <laughs> thinks that is yeah. the funniest thing he's ever heard. That but, is funny as hell. That is pretty damn funny. But, but he, I'm, I'm thinking in a live read of this, the yeah. actor that does oh, sure. uh, Johnny Hardwick, I feel like he probably oh, laughed yeah, yeah, his yeah. ass off at that. Absolutely. That's a great line. It's Absolutely. disgusting, but in a line in a room of writers, that is gold. <laughs> so now we get kind of a um, uh, a montage of things happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hank looks at all the tests in the book. You know where where Peggy put all the. It's where the theme song it. would fit in really good. All the fast movements. He gets his ice out of the crotch. Uh, you know he's got his ice in a in a Ziploc bag uh, up against his crotch, uh, and then. Uh, you know, uh, on a side note here, sorry. Yeah, so no, the the theme song reminds me of uh, like because you could plug the King of the Hill. Like I see it on Twitter all the time, where you see this video where the movements real fast in the video, and then somebody underneath it will be like, "Ha ha! Somebody should put the King of the Hill theme song to this video." And you see that a lot on those fast videos. Oh, but yeah. uh, me being English, it reminds Benny me Hill. of Benny Hill there it is. and being able to fit the Benny Hill theme song. Yeah, and being able to put that on anything, too. So, I don't know. It just, just came to my head. I made a video a few years ago of a guy trying to eat 12 biscuits. 12 biscuits? Okay. It was a 12-biscuit challenge. Okay, 12-biscuit challenge. Which is not a thing. We just made it up. Well, we could do it. So, yeah. we had this this guy, and we gave him 12 biscuits, big biscuits, right? Yeah. To eat. and Like uh, cookies, biscuits, no, or biscuit dude, like biscuits? biscuits, biscuits. Like buttermilk. Like over at that place that makes oh, the biscuits here. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we gave him 12 of those and said you had to eat them as fast as he could. Oh, no. And so, the video that I made, though, yeah. I sped it up like three times, and then I just added the Benny Hill music to oh, it, it the whole time he's eating. Stuffing them, just moving really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Side, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I believe the <laughs> that's woman all of us, man. <laughs> that Hank is referring to that was executed in Huntsville. This is purely based on the oh. timeline in a quick um, Google search. Uh-huh. Um, since Google. this came out in November third of nineteen ninety eight, it takes a couple months for these things to get made. So he's likely talking about Carla Faye Tucker. Oh, who was I remember that name. on February third, nineteen ninety eight. So it's in the timeline. She was executed oh, okay. in Huntsville. She um she was known as the uh she killed a dude with a pickaxe. Oh wow, the pickaxe. She had a whole murderer. she was on death row for like fourteen years. She was a hell of a digger though. <laughs> I don't know. She could dig a hole. She really based <laughs> yeah, on Wikipedia. She had a so fast. crazy life. She aspired to be Yeah, if she killed a guy with a pickaxe, yeah. yes, she had a crazy life. I think <laughs> she aspired she to be a seven dwarf and yeah. she was she wanted just, to be number eight. She was practicing Oh no, she killed a woman with a pickaxe. Oh, oh a woman with a pickaxe. Yikes. Unrequited love. All right, so that's a good one for Bloody Happy Hour. Yeah, that's true. They should check they that out. That. Yeah, that would be a great one. So uh, again, we get Hank looking at all the failed tests. He gets his ice out of the crotch, uh, and then we see him opening megalo peaches and pouring them in the bathtub like he's gonna. Freak he's putting his peaches in peaches. He's gonna put his peaches in the peaches. And his dad one time had a famous peach quote. When Dee Dee bent over to pick oh, something right. up, he said, uh, 
Uh, Lord clean Almighty, peaches. clean peaches, yeah, clean peaches and heavy syrup. <laughs> yeah, clean peaches and heavy syrup. There you go. Uh, so we are at uh, the the baby store, uh, Bibs and Cribs, uh, and Hank is over there playing with the mobile. How do you say that? Mobile, 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 M- mobile. What do you say it with a baby? Mobile. I mean, mobile? I understand mobile, mobile, right? I understand mobile. Yeah. What is it when it hangs over a baby's crib? Well, is it just a mobile? If it's mobile, it's in Alabama, and if it's mobile, it uh, is in, in <laughs> embedded with cellular technology. <laughs> You're able to call your Jesus. child and FaceTime with it from the mobile. Sure, mobi- from the cloud mobile. space that spins around. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, mobile is the ones that they sell to married cousins in Alabama. Okay, All right. is that where mobile is? Mobile, sure. Alabama. Mobile. 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 Montgomery. Alabama. Yeah. No, that's a different city. Greenbow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> so Hank is over there playing with a mobile. Is that a fictional town? King of the Hill. Not King of the Hill. Forrest Gump. Oh, I don't know. No Greenbow. I doubt to, it. You I'm sure been to it's Greenbow? a real place. No, I've never been to Greenbow, Alabama. No, nah, I'm pretty no. sure. I bet you it's fictional. Really I'm guessing think it's our fictional. fans in Greenbow, Alabama. Uh, so our, we're yeah, it, our fictional fans. Again, it, it was like my buddy's dad, who was a truck driver, and I was used to mess with him, asking, "Hey, man, you've been to Arlen? <laughs> when you have to drive it, ever been past Dirtle?" <laughs> I love Google. It does not exist. It doesn't exist yet. Okay, uh, I didn't think so. <clears throat> so again, we're at Bibs and Cribs. Hank is Bibs seen playing cribs. with a mobile mobile, and Cotton is over there looking at onesies. Uh, and Dee Dee says, "Peggy, this is very nice of you, but I just feel awkward letting my stepdaughter buy me a crib." Peggy says, oh, no, 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 we want to. It's our gift to you because we're so happy for you. It doesn't feel like she's super happy for her, but um, that is Peggy. Yeah, that is Peggy. Hank says, uh, yeah, I think you've mentioned that, Peggy. Uh, And uh, then here comes the lady uh, from Bibs and Cribs and says, uh, oh, Mrs. Hill, nice to see you again. Still just looking? Uh, They're over there looking at car seats. Peggy says, yeah, yes, I, I mean, no. I mean, actually, we're here today to buy a crib. The lady's like, oh, my Lord, congratulations. I knew you could do it, Mr. O, and you're already showing. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, that is right. You're already <laughs> that showing. That is really rough. <laughs> and so uh, we, uh, uh, she says, what? And uh, then we see a guy in the store. I'm assuming he works there. I'm hoping he does. I'm hoping he works there. Yeah. Uh, he's clapping and says, uh, gather around, expectant fathers. Our free diaper change seminar is now beginning. Seminar? That seems like a little bit of an that's, yeah. That's a reach. So then we get uh, Cotton having one of his flashes. Cotton has these occasionally where he, he all the flashes war flashes back to war. Yeah, the war flashbacks. Like yeah, he does a lot of those. So he sees all the babies in there. Uh, he sees a baby crawl down from his mother's backpack, and he's got the Japanese flag on him. Uh, we see the kids in the stroller. We see the whole stroller morph into a Nazi tank. Um, we see a kid, uh, a baby, get out and shoot his bottle at him like it's a machine gun. Yep. The baby on the little uh, Johnny Jumper or whatever you call those, uh, he becomes an enemy in a parachute, and he throws a grenade at him. Cotton starts screaming, and uh, he says, oh, Didi woman, I need a drink. And so he just takes off. Yeah, like well, that's what we find out, out about him, though, is that, that kind of uh, it kind of shows that any time he is in a stressful or oh, yeah. – uh, Anything that triggers, I guess, him in a way that he doesn't like, things that cause him to have to deal with emotion or whatever, 
he he kind of is oh, averse, yeah. aversive to it, and and that oh, sure. and that's what it shows right here. Well, yeah, it's so a flashback. it's kind he of uh, it kind of at this time though in '98. You had a lot of guys that were coming back from the first Gulf War and from Bosnia and from Kosovo and stuff like that. And uh, PTSD was still at this time not a recognized, it wasn't, you know, heavily, heavily recognized at this point. And the fact that the show kind of touches on PTSD and stuff with like war veterans is, I don't know, I think it's kind of kind of neat that they did that. So the next scene is one of my favorites. The awareness um, anyway, I mean. Cotton and Bobby at the bar. Yep. Which I just wrote down at the bar with Bobby, like three exclamation marks. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. I'm not real sure why he just takes Bobby into a bar. Cotton's sitting there drinking his Alamo beer out of bottles, and Bobby has his root beer bottles. Yeah. Uh, And Cotton is explaining, I didn't plan for this. You think I planned for this? And Bobby's just like, he says, well, you know how it is. I dim the lights, put on the Andrews sisters on the phonograph. He likes you like the Andrews sisters, Bobby? He likes them. I loves them. Likes <laughs> he knows them. who the I hell the Andrews sisters yeah. is. He says, next thing you know, your grandmama's got a biscuit in her oven. I'm too old to be having babies. Bobby says, we both are, mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bobby's such a great wingman. Oh, and... Uh, Actually, at the time of this episode, Artie gave me this real fun fact. He had to dig for this one. So at the time of this episode, Patty Andrews was the only Andrews sister that was still alive at 80 years old. Wow. She's still around? Uh, uh, I would doubt it at this point. <laughs> also, I don't know. Not if in good shape. <laughs> yeah, I love how when here. he says, I'm too old to be having kids, he just manually smacks the waitress yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no yeah. reason. Yeah. He just reaches over and smacks the waitress on the ass for some reason. Yeah, which is that just is weird. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, so he says, I'm too old to be having babies. Bobby says, I, we both are, mister. He says, your daddy is the right age to be having babies. Poor Hank and Hank's wife. They want another baby real bad. This is news to Bobby. He says, uh, they do? He says, yeah, they flew a doctor in from Calcutta. Not true. Not true. They didn't true. fly anybody in from Calcutta. They didn't fly anybody uh, in from Calcutta. That's said, another one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, maybe yikes. they'll find a way to get you a baby brother. Bobby is just just taking all this in for the first time. He's like a brother. A baby brother, <laughs> mom and dad are going to have another kid. Guess I guess they, they want to get, get it right, right this time. Yeah. It's really sad, honestly. That is sad. Super well, sad. that just shows, yeah. you know, uh, that's that's the weird thing about, like, having a kid after a kid's already as old as Bobby is. That's like the distance between, yeah. that. you know. Oh, if, sure. That, that's the kind of dynamic that my two kids are going to be I mean, be Bobby's in. 32. Yeah, Bobby's 32. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, you know eight-month-old now, and then I have a 12-year-old, or he'll be 12 in yep. December. But, you know, that's the the dynamic they'll have to go through. But my, I don't know, my son, he doesn't, he doesn't have any weird, like, replacement feelings. Well, he doesn't feel, that you know of. Well, what that he's discussed with us they'll, anyway. They'll come <laughs> yeah. out, they'll come out when you have to pay for that. Uh, yeah, that therapist, yeah. yeah. therapist. So, I always, uh, oh, sorry, you go, go ahead. No, you're good. I always, um, I never, um, uh, do you have brothers know, and sisters? No, I'm only child. Oh, okay. Both families. Yeah, uh, same here. They, uh, I'm not trying to get too personal. They tried to have other kids. I don't know why yeah. it didn't happen. Sure. But I was kind of excited for it, mostly just because I wanted, not because I wanted someone to talk to, uh-huh. just because I wanted the attention on something oh, else yeah. other than sure, me. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I can see Which, that. I mean, yeah, that, that I sounds spoiled. That. It kind of is. Like, no, I no, 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 no. I would have liked where, hey, no, go take care of the as baby. A, I'll, yeah. I'll be doing my own thing. As another only child, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it would be. Because when you enter the room, you're the only thing in the room. Mm-hmm. 
And plus, when you go to a dinner with family and it's all adults, yeah. they would yeah. focus on the baby and not just, so yeah. Mason, what do you want to do? Yeah, and exactly. What do you plan for your high school? What's for college? <laughs> What's yeah. for life? I don't know. That's talk, absolutely talk, true. Talk about bills or something else. <laughs> talk about bills. <laughs> so we're in Hank's garage now, and we see him uh, unwrapping a Megalomart magnet with a thousands of uses, it says on the box. Uh, and then he just sits right down on the magnet. So I'm assuming somebody told him that that would increase his swimmers by sitting on a magnet. Yeah, I guess it's going to, you know, the, all the iron in his nuts. <laughs> Bobby walks in and says, well, I think it attracts them, right? It just pulls them right in. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? I, I don't know. Yeah? Okay. It's the, it's the polarity of poles, I think. Uh, so yeah, the it, par- polarity of his pole. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby comes in and he says, Dad, are you busy? He goes, oh, no, son. Kind of hiding uh, the fact that he's sitting on a damn magnet. Uh, he said, just checking the percentage of man-made fibers in these fuel filters. Yep, it's 30%. Have you ever seen one of those cards of fuel filters like he's holding? We see those several times in this show. Not oh, just yeah, this yeah, episode, yeah. but the show itself. The big packet of fuel filters? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I've never bought one of those. I've never bought, I've, uh, I've bought a fuel filter before, but I've never bought it on one of those big cards. But I do remember yeah, it from I, like my dad and my grandfather. I don't remember big, because my dad's a mechanic and I don't remember big things of fuel filters like that. I don't why know. do you need 36 fuel, fuel filters? I just don't understand. Was the fuel, I mean, the so fuel might've been dirtier back then. You might've had to, the, the filtration systems on cars maybe. was different. I don't know. Well, you're not, maybe before back then, everything was carbureted, not fuel injected. Well, I guess everything so was leaded different. also, right? Uh, this time, no. Well, well I'm saying, gas. I'm saying back in the day, oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. was leaded. Maybe that's where they got it well, from. Well, it might've been the difference between carbureted and fuel injected, but I would imagine that, no, nah, this is a, the age of fuel injection. I don't know, man. It's a lot of, it's, it's a, lot a lot of fuel of, filters. A lot of fuel filters. Just saying, that can't be cheap. It can't be good fuel. So he's looking at this car to fuel filter. He said, yep, it's 30%. Uh, he's not checking that. No, he's really not. Bobby says, that's very interesting. You know, I'm very interested in things like that. He picks up a screwdriver uh, like it has anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. He goes, okay, then it's settled. You and mom won't have another baby. Uh, Hank lets out a little. How'd you find out about that? He says, uh, grandpa told me at the bar. There's no reaction to the fact that he was at the bar with his grandpa. No, it's, it's just the fact that he knows that his nuts are empty. Uh, he said, uh, Grandpa told me at the bar, it's not fair. If I knew this could happen, I would have worked harder over the years. You know, exercise, cut back on the fruit pies, gotten a few bees to raise my average. Yeah. <laughs> Hank says, this isn't because you're not good enough. You're great. And two will be twice as great. Bobby says, the only reason I look so good is because there's no competition. You have another kid and I'll look like a failure, which he's kind of right. Yeah. Uh, Hank says, believe me, Bobby, you're not. You're not the one who should be worried about looking like a failure. Yeah, you're, you're not, not in competition, competition with, with anybody. And then in comes Dee Dee running, uh, you know, with that weird little bouncy run that she has, but now she's pregnant on it's top of that. It's even weird, yeah. Yeah. Hank, 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 Cotton's missing. He's run away. Uh, Hank says, w- what are you sure? Oh, yes. He had me load his bags into the Cadillac car. Okay. <laughs> so he's not missing if you helped him load his freaking bags. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. No, not at all. Sure. Uh, he says... Uh, Hank says, Baggy, my dad got out. We got to go find him. Like he's a damn dog. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I love it. They are driving around looking for Cotton, Hank, Peggy, and Bobby. There's no Dee Dee in sight, which is fine. She's a, she, we find out she's at home with Luann. Uh, Bobby says, oh, Dad, uh, Miss Arlen hostess swimsuit competition. Maybe Grandpa's in there. This is at the Arlen Community Center. It kills me that Bobby knows that if there's a swimsuit competition, his grandfather might be there oogling the ladies. Yeah, that is. 
I mean, it's just common knowledge at this point. Troubling for the young man, I'm sure. Hank says, good thinking there, son. Bobby, check the parking lot for your grandpa's Cadillac. Okay. He gets out, and Bobby's running around looking at all the stupid cars in the parking lot, which I think is hilarious. Uh, And Hank says, he's talking to Peggy. He goes, ah, look at him, Peggy. Look at him run. Well, he doesn't really run, Mm -hmm. but okay. He says, uh, makes you realize what a blessing he is. <laughs> yeah. He says, he is our miracle child. Hank says, exactly. It'd be awfully greedy of us to expect a second miracle. So you can see the only sensible thing to do is stop trying to get pregnant. Well, this catches Peggy a little off guard. Well, not only this right here, this scene is Hank being a jackass too, because at the end of the day, she is suffering because of his inadequacies, not the other way around. No matter yeah. what he does to go through it all, she has done the same thing the first time to get to the child they are. And he disrespected her by paying more attention to the dog than her. This last episode paid attention to the dog's fertility more than he ever guess, paid attention to hers. I guess if you take so, the two episodes together, yes. Yeah, because they did all that work out. and it ended up being his fault, not hers. Yeah. Because they didn't know, like, if you go... if. if Canonically speaking, if you look at everything in in its in its order, she was trying everything before they even knew that it was his fault. So they tried all this stuff, and then boom, find out it's his fault. Well, yeah, he should be sitting in stuff, and he should be doing all that. He should have nothing to say about it. So the the line where he says next, uh, well, she says she, she's taken off guard. And she yeah. says, Hank, I know you're frustrated, and I know you look dopey in short pants, which is a great little insult. Yeah, yeah it is. But we both work too hard to give up now. Short, call him short pants is funny too. That's a southern thing. Yes, and he says, we, what have you done? I've been and, sitting in an igloo. Yeah, and that's a jackass thing to say. That's it what is I, I, I don't think yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think so. She says, you think I like to see that out of my kitchen window? Which I think is a great joke. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, he says, well, if you want to keep trying, you can keep trying by yourself. Well, that's not a thing. Uh, and then he puts up the sun shield barrier in between them so that they can't see each other. Yeah. Which, it's a really childish thing to do. It is childish. I mean, if you want to talk it over with your partner, that's great. Or whatever, you no, know, because this is a two, yeah, he just Boop. puts a shield up. Don't yeah. want to talk to you. Game over. So they get back to the Hills house and uh, they come walking in and he says, Luann, what'd they say at the police station? And here is Luann's only lines in this. Uh, she says, uh, okay, Grandpa Hill is not a missing person until he's gone for 48 hours, but this really nice policeman gave me his home phone number and well, I'm probably not going to be able to help you look anymore tonight. <laughs> Which is correct. I, I did. <laughs> I did write down that Luann's hair has certainly grown. She's got she's like got a length. She's now. got like a bob. Yeah, now, she's got a little know? length to it. Yeah, yeah. She's got some actual hair now. And then Hank says, "Oh, and he calls Dee Dee, uh, and uh, Dee Dee says, just one, but I let the machine get it because I didn't want to tie up the line. Well, the one damn call is Cotton. That's it. That's yeah. the only person they're looking for." So they play it back, and he goes, yeah, it's me. I hope you ain't all out looking for me, because if you are, you ain't going to find me, and I ain't coming back. Hank, I need you to raise Dee Dee's baby and Dee Dee. That's funny as hell, yeah. <laughs> Hank says, ah, oh, dang it, he could be anywhere from Ireland to who knows where. And here comes Bobby, boy. He's looking for any way to save the day. He says, Dad, Dad, we can use Star 69 to find out where he called from. Uh, they use Star 69 on the phone, and some guy picks up the phone. Hank says, uh, hello, who is this, please? The guy goes, who is this? Which is exactly what I would say, too, if somebody calls me and goes, who is this? Uh, He goes, this is Hank Hill. Yeah. Where am I calling? Yeah, I'm at the corner of Sierra and Flamingo. Sierra? Is that Dallas? It's Vegas, Hank. And clicks, (laughs) hangs up. (laughs) Yeah. It's Vegas, Hank. It's Vegas, Hank. He says, well, that just tears it. He's in Las Vegas. 
Uh, Bobby, Bobby again, looking for any kind of thing that he can be Anything, the favorite yeah. child. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to throw a little wrench in the gears of this uh, baby creation. He said, pretty smart of me, scenario. huh, mom? I doubt some little baby would know how to yeah, dial star sixty-nine. Baby can't do that. Yeah, baby can't do that. <laughs> so uh, we're now outside the Hill House. He's just trying to make sure he has a job at the end of the day. That's exactly he's, right. He's yeah, he's try, trying to create his own market here. Uh, we see Hank getting ready to go after his dad. And what I think is the funniest part is he's shaking uh, Peggy's hand goodbye. Yeah. It, there's no kiss. There's no there's hug. There's nothing. He's he shakes hands. his wife's hand goodbye. Yeah. He says, all right, well, if I drive all night, I can get to Vegas by morning. I'll call you when I found a motel. Peggy says, you bring him back, Hank. That little ferret thinks he can have a child in a Vegas trip. Well, I didn't get either this year. She's so <laughs> yeah. super selfish. She is salty, yeah. Hank says, Bobby, I'm going to need you to be the man of the house while I'm gone. Here Again, here's a chance for Bobby. Sure, Dad, I'll be the man of the house while still fulfilling my duties as the child of the house. So I, I guess he's showing he's a two-way player. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dee Dee says, Hank, my stepson, Cotton, is small and sneaky. How will you ever find him? Uh, and then there's, uh, there's Dale coming up and saying, I think it's funny that she says, Hank, my stepson. Yeah. Hank, my <laughs> yeah. stepson. Cotton is small and sneaky. Uh, Dale, who has been listening to the whole thing behind the fence, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, he comes out and says, I'll tell you how you ever find him with the finest mail, mail order, order surveillance, surveillance equipment, equipment the Libyans have to offer. offer. <laughs> and he's got that damn little satellite dish and he's got his headphones on at the same yeah. time. Right. With Hank, those listening devices. Hank says, not now, Dale. And <laughs> Dale says, I couldn't hear you, Hank, and takes off the headphones. Well, it's not a great listening device. No, it's I not. I think it's the joke. So. Should have got a Bose system. Dale says, but if you were asking, I am a licensed professional bounty hunter. I think this hat speaks for itself. There's his continuity. There you go. Right? The hat is the continuity. Because he puts on the damn bounty hunter And it hat. says bounty on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bounty continuity. It actually mentions that in the, sh- the show notes. So Hank says, well, all right, I guess I could use some help driving. Maybe we could put the thing to some use and sing some karaoke to stay awake. So he and Dale get into the truck. They drive about three feet. And there's a big sad Bill uh, just kind of waiting for somebody big to say something Bill, to him. Yeah. And they drive past him, and then they stop, and they open the door, and he's just like, whoo, and he goes and jumps into the car, but not before smacking his face right on the uh, right on the uh, truck. Yeah. So uh, we see them pulling out, and they are driving, and they are getting their way to, uh, to Vegas, and they're singing, going to the country, going to eat a lot, lot of peaches. peaches. And then Bill, of course, are we there yet? Uh, are we there yet? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he says, are we there yet? Hank says, all right, now, if we're going to find him, uh, we need to think like my dad would think. And they're starting to pull into uh, Top into bars. Vegas. Yeah. Well, they're driving well, through Vegas. the night. They're driving through the desert, all that. They finally get into desert uh, or get into Vegas, and they see um, they see several places. They pass the Paris balloon. They pass the Luxor uh, they pass the MGM, the big cowboy, Circus Circus, where it says live circus acts on the uh, on the sign. Uh, and then they, he says uh, they, they pull over because they see a bunch of topless bars, right? It's yeah. a strip center full of topless bars. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a, a mall. Yeah, like you said, a strip mall of filled with them. So here are the topless bars in that strip mall. Okay, we got some names. Let's go. The Strip Strip. The strip well, is that that might be the title of the whole the, place, right? The strip. Well, strip. it could be. It could yeah. be because I have a question about the number here. Okay. The strip strip, uh, Vegas girls. Vegas girls. Very inventive name. Very. Kitten corner. Kitten corner might be a furry spot. Vegas vixens. 
Vegas fixings. Then there's okay. one in the corner that's behind the strip sign, and it just says something saloon. So that may not be a topless uh, bar. It okay. might just be a bar. Uh, then there's Lucky's Ladies. Oh. Then there's the Skin Palace. They just get worse. That is kind of... Skin Palace sounds terrible. That sounds gritty. Yeah. Uh, and then we just see one that says Live Naked Nudes, and then one that says Inferno Club. So I don't know that Inferno Club is a topless place, but let's say it is. And I hadn't thought about the strip strip being the strip that the strips are in. Yeah, that might be the... So that may be it, and that would be eight. Okay. Uh, so out comes Dale from Live Naked Nudes. Bill also comes out of Live Naked L- Nudes, Lubes. Uh, and Hank comes out of the Inferno Club. Uh, behind them on the Live Naked Lube... Jesus, <laughs> I'm trying to make it a lube place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Live Naked Nudes, there are two posters. One says Babs, which Babs. I guess is a feature, okay. and then Jill. So Babs and Jill are Babs features. Babs and Jill, there. stage yeah. two. Next on the main stage, Babs and Jill. Remember, fellas, they're working hard for you. Uh, so uh, they, uh, <laughs> Dale says eight topless bars and no cotton. Uh, of course, uh, you got to be a lot more help if you open your eyes, Hank. So Hank's coming out of the Inferno Club. He's been looking at these nude places, but he's had his eyes closed the entire time. Yeah. Uh, Bill comes out of uh, the live naked lubes noobs, uh, and he says, Hank, I think I'm in love. It was the finest deep dish pizza I ever tasted. Yeah. <laughs> Hank sees a uh, Ferb's taxi van pull up. And uh, on top of it, you know how they've got the little advertising things on the top yeah. that light up. This one says the Andrews sisters. And so Hank, knowing this about his dad, says the Andrews sisters. I didn't know they were still alive. They're my dad's favorite. Uh, and so then we see them at the club uh, watching the Andrews sisters or who we think are the Andrews sisters up on stage. And they're all singing along with don't sit under the apple tree. Yeah, don't sit under the apple tree song. Else but me. Uh, and so the, they are at the gold dust, by the way, uh, they say, thank you, Las Vegas. And good night. Hank walks up to the Andrews sisters and, uh, he says, excuse me, ladies, that was just wonderful. My dad has all your recordings. And I wonder coincidentally, if he might've been here tonight and he shows a picture of cotton, uh, uh, which I love this continuity about this. He shows the picture of cotton, but it's cotton on the horse at Bobby's, uh, birthday party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a wonderful picture. That is, that's yeah, great. that's a great one. Yeah, it's a good point. I actually uh, I did a Instagram post with that picture. It's a, uh, there's a, it's uh, the screenshot is uh, Hank, Bobby, Joseph standing in the front yard, and then you've got Cotton on the horse. Well, I superimposed a Canadian Mountie uniform on Cotton. And I made a Manitoba commercial. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, a cigarette commercial. And I put I put a cigarette in everybody's mouth. And Hank, Bobby, Joseph, everybody had a. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. So it was the a great post. The main Andrew sister, uh, who has a very deep voice. Uh, yeah, she does. <laughs> takes off. I wonder her, who voices it. Takes off her wig and her. says, uh, yeah, he was here. That little firecracker grabbed my rear. Yeah, say. <laughs> Hank says, well, he does like the ladies, and that's when she, she takes off her wig. <clears throat> Hank, uh, blah. Uh, blah. Yeah. He says, right. So when I figured out it wasn't really a sister, he started breaking plates and threw him out, which 
that that tracks for uh, for cotton. That tracks. He, yeah, he yeah, yeah. loves to break some plates. He likes to break plates. Yeah, he loves breaking some plates. Uh, and then uh, we get uh, we get Hank kind of walking around in here, and he's uh, excuse me, folks. Have you seen an older man uh, about yay high, possibly shouting obscenities? He's saying this to one of the dealers at the blackjack yeah, table. Yeah, welcome to my world. And he says, pal. welcome to my world. And then they just show around, and there's a whole bunch of old people Short, just shouting just at each shouting other, at each scream, other yeah, screaming at the machines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we see. Is that really like the demographic inside of casinos? Is like elderly so. people? I've I mean, never been to casinos. So I, I don't mean, know. if you go to Oklahoma or something, you know, or, or I'm assuming the ones in. Well, because in, Vegas is like the way the way I see Vegas nowadays is it's being targeted for like families and stuff Vegas too. It's not just it's families, no yeah. longer just yeah. like hey, come out with the boys and get drunk and see some titties. It's uh, now like they've got like a ton of stuff for families they're targeting. So we get another uh, kind of uh, uh, montage here. We see Hank uh, pushing through the line at a dollar ninety nine all you can eat buffet. He shows the pick there. They say no. Uh, then we see Dale uh, sitting in front of the Mirage where they yeah. have the big volcano that lights up with the water feature and stuff. That thing goes off, and you see Dale with a "Have you seen this man?" cotton poster, which I'm not sure where he got that made, but it's a it's a pretty big poster. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, an odd one. The thing goes off, and he looks around. He doesn't have a lighter, and so he lights a cigarette off the volcano. Then uh, we see Hank uh, swimming up to the Tiki Hut in the pool to show the pick to the uh, to the bartender there. By the way, Hank is wearing his T-shirt in the pool. Yes, he is. Uh, then for we, whatever reason. Then we see ba- Bill and Dale. He at, must have big. Uh, you know, I think that Hank has big pepperoni nipples, and he's just he doesn't want us to see the peps. Pepperoni big, nipples. The big pepperoni. Fantastic. Use the code pepperoni nipples for twenty percent off. <laughs> um, then we see Bill and Dale at medieval times, or what looks like medieval times. One of the knights falls off the horse, and they look under the under the mask. I don't know who lets them onto the floor. Yeah, I don't know either. But they look under the mask to see if it's cotton. It's not. Uh, and then we see Hank uh, showing the picture to a tourist lady outside of a hotel being blown up, which you see in Vegas a lot. I mean, they're always like leveling hotels and stuff. They're always blowing stuff up. They're always blowing stuff up. Uh, so... Now we see Bill playing slots, and uh, the other two guys are there, and one single coin falls out, and Dale picks it up, which I have never been in a slot machine and had one coin fall out, but hey, great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dale says, don't stand too close to the machines, Hank. The electromagnetic fields could defertilize you. Hank says, that's nonsense, Dale. And anyway, Peggy and I have decided to stop trying for another baby. Not that it's any of your business. Here comes Bill. Oh, geez, Hank, you shouldn't give up. I mean, if your dad can have a baby. Hank kind of interrupts him and says, this has got nothing to do with my dad. You know what? I'm tired. I want to be alone. Why don't you guys go check the poker tables? And he just walks off. Uh, he he walks over to the bar where Elvis is sitting, or yeah, an, Elvis, an imitator, Elvis imitator, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He says, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Hank cool. kind of sounds. You know, uh, since we got mentioned Elvis, I have to bring yeah. this up. Uh, my mom, huge Elvis fan. I, mean, yeah, I might have said this before too. on the show. My mom is a super fan. So we're sitting at, uh, we, we came to visit the United States in 1994. Yeah. And when we came, uh, the one place my mom wanted to go was Graceland. So we went to Graceland and I remember, uh, Elvis was such a big part of my like early childhood that I thought we were literally related to him. Like, I really thought the dude was my uncle. So when we were walking through this Elvis museum at Graceland and through all the house and looking at all his cars, my mom said that I had stopped 
And I'm only like three or four. And there's this huge dude standing next to one of Elvis's cars. And I just pull on his shirt. And I'm like, hey, bud, that's my uncle Elvis's car. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. So, yeah, no, growing up, I seriously thought we related to him. And then my son also thought we related to him as well. He called him, he still calls him Uncle Elvis. It's not Elvis, it's Uncle Elvis. My son refers to him as an artist, as Uncle Elvis. Uncle Elvis. (laughs) I I wish I had an Uncle Elvis. Uh, So uh, I have uh, another side deal. I have uh, all of my mom's albums. She gave me all her albums recently because she doesn't play them or have anything to do with them. And uh, I have first print, like first pressings of Elvis Elvis stuff. They're we'll hey, to, crazy stuff. We'll yeah. Have to take those out and break them in the street. Yeah. Uh, so Elvis says, thank you. Elvis Boom. says, thank you very much. Uh, oh, oh. Bartender says, what do you have? Hank says beer. He goes, I got Hein. And he stops him right in the middle of the word Heineken. It says American. American. I've Sa- been to the Heineken brewery in Amsterdam too. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So they have like the beer on tap that comes off the line, like, like from like some cold storage yeah. area. And you sit in like a, a sommelier space, and they do like a sommelier test oh, with cool. it. And they teach you how to sniff the beer and smell it. And Hank, I just wanted to drink it. Hank sitting at the bar sees a guy carrying a booster seat. Yeah, and he says, uh, "So, do you allow children in the casino?" And the guy says, "No way, no one under twenty one." He goes, "Huh? <laughs> yeah." So he knows. He, he knows, knows where he's at. It's dad. Uh, Got to get a booster seat for pops. <laughs> we now see the craps table, and the guys are lifting uh, cotton into the little booster seat at the head of the table. He goes, hello, Dad. Don't you unstrap me. I ain't going back. You can't make me. Hank says, I didn't come here to bring you back. I just came to let you know that I'll look in on Dee Dee and the baby and the new husband. Pretty smart of Hank, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make him jealous. Cause, uh, Play him uh, against himself. Cotton says, what? Who is it? He goes, oh, I forgot his name. Jerry, Jerry, something like that. I think he's a dancer at Chippendales. He goes, give me my, give me my address. I'll gut him. Hank says, dad, I just made him up, but you see how worked up you got? You still love Dee Dee. Now come on home. He says, I was going back anyway. I got to find uh, me, Mr. Terry Jerry and gut him up good. So did you get what's her name knocked up yet? <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> that, fantastic. That is funny. Uh, by the way, uh, Cotton is drinking Alamo in Vegas. Uh, I didn't know that Alamo went that way. Yeah, wide, yeah. But it, sure. it's, it's a national beverage. Yeah, okay. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Nationally. Drink them up. Uh, Hank says, no, uh, we decided not to have another child. The whole idea has upset Bobby too much. But he kind of blames it on Bobby, you know? I don't know why he blames it on Bobby. It's not Bobby's damn fault. No. At all. Cotton says, I always knew you was a quitter. Says, well, you're the one who always flips up the board when you're losing to me at checkers. I never lost to you, and we haven't played checkers in years. Oh, I get it. I got Dee Dee pregnant, and you can't with Hank's wife, so you're flipping up the board. Yeah, that's right. I'm giving up. You win. You happy? He says, oh, Hank, you ain't in competition with me. Hell, if it's a contest on who's better daddy, you win. And I mean. We, and we get, and here we get a uh, heartfelt moment we do. from Cotton. We do, which is weird. Finally. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is like like the PTSD trigger and all that stuff, it shows that he 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 does, he is an emotional being, but he's just so he does have screwed emotions. up from yeah. war. He really know, from, is. Well, life. also from being a dick. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he says, you ain't in competition with me. Hell, if it's a contest, who's better daddy? You win. I mean, you made Bobby and all I made was you. 
So that's a bird and killed him right yeah, after underscore. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a compliment, and then like and a then razor sharp, like cut his cut him at the shins. <laughs> Hank says, uh, "I think got dead, no legs." But, but what if I keep trying and trying and it and you know it doesn't happen? He goes, "Well, then you had the fun of trying, boy. I got to have that talk with you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he never had the talk with him. He just took him to the uh, the he uh, took him to the whorehouse, the dairy farm. Yeah, Mary took him to well, the dairy farm. Well, he took him farm. to the dairy farm, and then yeah. when he was older, he took him down took to him the hotel. To the yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, sounds good, Dad. Let's go. Well, hold on, Hank. Nobody knows you found me yet. What do you say you and me have some fun tonight in Vegas? He says, oh, uh, sure. Okay. Uh, and then he says, ate the hard way and rolls the rolls the dice. He gets a three. The guy says, crap, you lose. He says, what? No. And then he takes off. He gets up out of his little booster seat and starts charging on the table. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, Cotton's that like, it. that was practice. That was practice. Hank said, dad, dad, dad. Uh, Busy, occupied. It's really great, though, because, yeah. you know, uh, he gets up and he storms the friggin' table. I just like all the, the heartfelt stuff at the very end. It, it, it's a good, uh, I like seeing Cotton not be a complete dick. The last shot of this thing is uh, from the security camera, too, which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah, of him storming the table. Then we get which to, again is the great animation direction. Oh yeah, from Wes absolutely, again, absolutely. Shout out to Wes. Then we get uh, we get the credits, and uh, last thing we get is Hank saying, "Oh, uh, busy, occupied, occupied." So occupied calling back to Hank in the little uh, shoot 'em up gallery. Yeah, shout out to Artie again for all the the fun facts. Thanks, Artie. We appreciate it. All right, yeah. Rusty, we got to get out of here. What? Uh, where can they find us? You can find us at B W A A A K O T H on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. We would appreciate all engagement on all platforms. Your local gas station. We'll be standing outside there as well yeah, with a sandwich board. Yeah, sandwich boards and uh, sandwiches. No sandwiches. On boards. Sandwiches on boards. Well, we'll have a sandwich board that you're announces there's that I have sandwiches on boards. You're saying there's onboarding that we have to go through for our sandwiches. You have to go through sandwich onboarding to get your sandwiches on board. Mason, Mason's like, please, dear I'm God, on board. Sandwich board. So stop. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, thank you to everybody, and uh, uh, we will see you again next time. Check us out at roguemedianetwork.com for us and many, many other shows. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>